What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. Um, so, guys, uh, I decided to come back on here just because... Um, just because... Um, a lot of you guys wanted me to talk about the Giants' schedule. Um, basically, some uh, you guys wanted me to uh, talk about the Giants' schedule, if it's difficult or if it's not. Look at. I don't think I said this uh, before, but I'm gonna say it right now. Once you're a team that, you know, once you're a team, not just any team, but a team that's still rebuilding, but you make the playoffs, you win a playoff game, you know, the NFL, the NFL is going to put, you know, the NFL is going to challenge you. No, this is just how, this is just how teams get better, you know. Teams get better by getting challenged, by facing tougher competition, facing real real teams, facing teams that have actual talent, you know, and the Giants are going to be battle-tested, you know, on a week-to-week basis, you know, and it's going to be very interesting to see how everything goes down this season. That's why you go out and you give Daniel Jones weapons around him. That's why you go and give Daniel Jones a good offense. And why do I mention Daniel Jones? Well, because he's a quarterback. And in today's game, if you want to be successful, you need to have good quarterback play. You need to have a quarterback that knows what he's doing. You need to have a quarterback that knows what it takes to win. And Daniel Jones did that. Look look what he did last season. Five game winning drives. Won you a playoff game. You know, took you, he took you all the way to the NFC divisional round. Which is amazing. Especially when you're, especially when you're playing in a new system, you know, under a new head coach that you never played played for, you know, that, you know, that's, that's really good. I think the, I think the things that Daniel Jones has improved on, he's improved on, on not turning over the football. And I think some of Daniel Jones' success also has to do with what Brian Dayball has done with this offense, you know? So, that's what I'm saying, you know? Um, if you're going to ask me, is it going to be... Look at the... It's understandable, you know? this. I mean, this is how teams get better. And we're going to see if Brian Dayball really is the guy, you know? The things we know about Brian Dayball so far, he's tough. He knows how to he knows how to coach up a quarterback. And you know, it, like I said, it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. Um, 
But look at look at um there is a um there is considerable optimism among you know Giants fans for a successful 2023 season that builds on the surprising progress made in 2022 under Brian Dayball and his staff. After all, the Giants seemed to fill three of their biggest needs in the draft, had cornerback, center, and wide receiver. While bolstering the linebacker uh, linebacker position, interior defensive line, and, and receiver and a receiver group in free agency and trading for an elite one healthy tight end. Look at, of course, other look at, of course, other teams didn't spend the offseason just twitting their thumbs. Some seem to improve a lot, others not so much, and yet others are tearing things down and rebuilding. You know, Expert projections of how teams will do in 2023 comes down to a few factors. One, how a given look at how it, how a given team's success or failure in 2022 is viewed in the eyes of some analysts and NFL people. The Giants did it with smoke and mirrors last season. Luck broke their way in several games. The missed field goal in Tennessee. Uh, barely stopping Christian Kirk at the one-yard line on the final play in Jacksonville. Darnay Holmes, uh, the Darnay Holmes end zone interference, non-call in Washington. You know, opponents began to catch up with what Brian Dayball and his coaching staff were doing in midseason, and the Giants had more problems after that. Thus, a predicated regression to the mean in 2023. Another factor, how a team's offseason went. Look at this is all in the eye of the of the beholder. You know, Bill, you know, Bill Barnwell of ESPN thought the Giants had a terrible offseason for some reason. On the other hand, Pro Football Focus gave the Giants an A gave the Giants an uh, A grade. And another factor, how difficult a team's schedule is compared to the previous season. This is something, you know, we can actually put hard numbers on. The question is, are those numbers meaningful? Let's talk about the strength of the schedule. You know, the, the, simple, the simplest th thing one can do is to just use the previous season's records of the opponents on a given team's schedule to see who can be expected to fare better or worse this season. You know, Tankathon, you know, does this before the season based on last year's records and then update and then uh, updates it during the season with records for the current season, which determine draft order when two or more teams finish with the same record. You know, I hear I'm about to name the preseason strength of schedule uh, ranking in decreasing order for the top 16 teams. Um, number one is the Patriots. Number two is the Dolphins. Number three is the Bills. Number four is the Commanders. Number five is the Chargers. Number six is the Chiefs. Number seven is the Jets. Number eight is the Raiders. Number nine is the Giants. Number ten 
is the Rams. Number 11 is, uh, oh, number 10. Oh, yeah, number 10 is the Rams. Number 11 is the Cowboys. Number 12 is the Cardinals. Number 13 is the Eagles. Number 14 is the Broncos. Number 15 is the Bengals. And number 16 is the Browns. So, yeah, that's the list. Look at all I'm trying to say is this. More than anything else, SOS depends on the division a team plays in plays in and what division from the other conferences they play. Now the Giants play in what looks like one of the toughest division uh, divisions in the NFL. They also have the misfortune of playing all the AFC East teams this year, any or all of whom could make the playoffs and several of which could be Super Bowl contenders. As a result, their SOS is ninth most difficult in the NFL. Yikes. But look it. Let's hope Brian Dayball doesn't have to send out the other kind of SOS SOS by midseason for a sinking giant ship. But I think this is a question we should be asking ourselves. How predictive is the strength of schedule based on previous season records of current year opponents? I'm about to, here are the strengths of schedule rankings before the 2022 season began. You know, mostly, uh, mostly uh, this includes uh, the uh, winning, the opponent winning percentage next to each team. You know, so number one's the Rams, number two's the Cardinal. Uh, oh no, oh yeah, number two's the Cardinals, number three's the Bengals, number four is the Buccaneers. Um, number five is the uh, 49ers, number six is the, uh, the Chiefs, number seven is the Raiders, number eight is the Saints, number nine is the Falcons, number 10 is the Chargers, number 11 is the Seahawks, number 12 is the Panthers, number 13 is the Steelers. Number 14, <coughs> excuse me, is the Bills. Number 16 is the Broncos. Number 17 is the Patriots. Number 18 is the Jets. Number 19 is the Browns. Number 20 is the Texans. Number 21. 21 is the Vikings. 22 is the Dolphins. 23 is the Packers. 24 is uh, the Packers again. 25 is the Ravens. 26 is the Bears. 27 is the Titans. 28 is the Jaguars. Um, oh, I know. 28 is the Lions. 29 is the Giants. Uh, 30 is the Eagles. 31 is the Cowboys. And 32 is the Commanders. So, you know, look at the, the Giants supposedly had the fourth easiest schedule, you know, in 2022. Which is why some people thought they might have a chance to at least be mediocre despite their talent deficiencies. That is also why some people continue to predict a regression this year. You know, going from 29th to the 9th most difficult schedule equals fewer wins in 2023. But the, the narrative that the Giants had an easy schedule last year is false. Now that the 2022 season was, uh, has actually been played, we know, we all know that Philadelphia, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Seattle, and Detroit were all much better teams than their preseason projections. A few 2022 Giants opponents were worse, too. The Titans, the Packers, the Colts. But on balance, the Giants opponents were better than the NFL average. Mostly all of the teams the Giants were facing this year 
had a, had a winning percentage of 0.526, rather than among the worst as predicted using 2021 records. You know, the, look at the Giants weren't alone. The Rams were predicted to have the toughest 2022 schedule in the NFL. You know, no wonder their record was so bad, right? Actually, their opponents uh, wound up uh, with a 0.517 winning percentage. Not a tremendous challenge for a Super Bowl champion. Neither number meant anything because the Rams themselves were a lot worse in 2022 due to injuries and player departures uh, necessitated by the way they put together their Super, Bowl, their Super Bowl roster. Meanwhile, Dallas was tied for the easiest schedule. Uh, the, the Cowboys were tied for the easiest preseason schedule. Um, um, uh, they're tied for the easiest schedule. Uh, preseason schedule. You know, the Cowboys, their opponents actually finished with a .507 winning percentage, which is middle of the pack. You know, look at it. All I'm saying is this. There is a very slight downward trend that is statistically meaningful. You know, R squared equals zero equals uh, zero, zero, uh, 0 0.0019 p-value equals 0 0.73 for those who want to know the same plot for a longer period from 2010 to 2017 actually shows an equally meaningless very slight upward trend here's my con here's my conclusions the Giants 2022 season was probably not a mirage they were actually a pretty good team they didn't just uh, feast on the dregs of the NFL. Preseason uh, SOS is not a meaningful indicator of what a team will face once the season begins. So I feel like we should be asking ourselves, what do we keep on, why do we keep on hearing that the Giants have a tough schedule in 2023? Well, let's look at the market, let's look at the market projected win totals. It should be no surprise that how teams did last year doesn't have all that much bearing on how, uh, on how they will do this year, given that teams change from year to year. That's one, per that's one purpose, you know, of the offseason. So potentially more plausible approach to strength of schedule rankings is to try to combine the previous year's information on opponent strength with more current information on how teams may have or have not improved since then. There are several ways to do this. One of the most popular, uh, one of the most popular is to use the Vegas betting markets estimates of projected team win totals. You know, here is that estimate, you know. So I made, I made a little, uh, I made a little, I made a little graph, you know. And basically, um, all I, I put, I put, I put, uh, uh, I put a, I put a, a fair set of teams on each side of, of my graph. And basically, the teams on the left side, the teams on the left side of my graph have the easiest schedule. The teams on the right side have the toughest schedule. And this is all, this is for, this is for last season, you know. 
So obviously the teams I have on my the teams I have on the left, I have the Giants, the Eagles, the Colts, the Bears, the Lions, the Commanders, the Buccaneers, the Browns, the Saints, the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Jaguars, the 49ers, the Panthers, the Packers, the Vikings, and the Broncos. Now on the right side I have the Bills, the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Titans, the Seahawks, uh, the Falcons, the Cardinals, the Patriots, the Bengals, the Jets, the Titans, oh the Texans. The Steelers, the Raiders, the uh, Rams, and then the Chiefs. Well, what I'm trying to say is this. Well, th- look, if that didn't work out too well, in this metric, the Giants should have had the easiest schedule in the league last year. Not the slightly harder than average schedule they actually wound up uh, having. It did a little better on the Cowboys predicting the 10th easiest schedule schedule than the easiest. Kansas City was by far the toughest 2022 schedule according to the preseason uh, betting markets and the supposedly fearsome AFC West. Wound up playing six games against the Den- against uh, the Broncos and the Raiders, against the Denver and Las Vegas dumpster fires and the injury depleted Chargers plus underperforming Arizona, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, and the Rams. One problem with uh, the one problem I had with Vegas's forca- uh, Vegas forecasted win totals is that although sports books do consider do considerable research, they don't actually try to forecast winners and losers of games and seasons. They forecast how people will bet on games, and they adjust their spreads to reflect how betting is going in the lead up to a season and how they are not immune to false narratives. You know, Ben uh, Lebransky of the 33rd team looked at how actual team win totals compared to Vegas forecasted totals over two decades of NFL teams. You know, look at, there's obviously a positive uh, correlation and the mean average error is 2.2 wins. So information about how teams have improved or regressed over the offseason does have some effect. But there is just as obviously a tremendous amount of scatter with individual forecasts being off by as many as 8.5 wins. You know, my my conclusion is this. The betting public and professional uh, analysts can be swayed by developments that don't matter as much as they think they will or matter in the wrong direction. Look at the 2022 Denver Broncos, middle of the pack in SOS with or without Vegas forecast influence and with a brand new future Hall of Fame quarterback and a successful offensive coordinator as new head coach joining a team with a stingy defense and lots of talent at wide receiver. They were seen as a possible Super Bowl contender. That ship sank as soon as it left the harbor. It turns out that it matters which Hall of Fame quarterback and successful offense coordinator you bring in, but betters as well as pundits are as talented as we might imagine at identifying these things. There's also a considerable amount of ran- you know of randomness since things like major injuries to key players can't be anticipated. You know, for example, the 2022 Ravens and Lamar Jackson, you know, 
Another thing I want to bring up is uh, uh, e, uh, ELO rate, uh, rankings. Um, uh, ELO rankings. Uh, ELO ra rankings are based on the concepts originally used by physics uh, professor uh, Arpad uh, ELO to rank chess players. You know, as applied by, you know, Pro Football Focus to NFL strength or, of schedule, PFF ELO takes into account a team's record from last season, their opponent's records, home and away games, injuries and roster changes to assess which teams have easier versus harder schedules for the upcoming season. This seems like a reasonable attempt to emerge each team's starting point with information on how they changed during the offseason. You know, um, in PFF, ELL, PFF player grades are the basis for related rankings. You know, teams with higher uh, player PFF grades are favored to defeat teams with lower PFF grades. Details about how different players and positions are weighed are behind the curtain. You know, are behind the curtain though. Now, if you're gonna ask me, are they wizards or more like what, or more like the Wizard of Oz? I mean, here's what they say. Here's what they say about the Giants in 2022. Um, so they have the Giants ranked at 27. Uh, they got uh, so they put a spread points above average at minus 3.88. Then they put opponents ELO ranking, which is uh, they ranked the, uh, the Giants 32nd. And they said the Giants' toughest schedule stretch will be from weeks three to six. You know, look at, I can already say, that, you know, um, I can already say, I can already say, I can already tell anyone this by how ELO is talking about about the Giants. Look at the Giants are becoming a trendy long shot in the future market as they have the best strength of schedule in the NFL. Their only difficult stretch happens early, setting up for a reasonable back back and push into the playoffs. The only way that happens is if Daniel Jones exceeds relatively low expectations and the Cowboys and Eagles stumble out of the game. Look at the Giants being, the Giants being a trendy long shot was certainly uh, per, uh, per science, um, but for largely incorrect reasons. Number one, they you know they wound up not having the easiest schedule in the NFL, as predicted, but rather a schedule of middling difficulty. Number two, their most difficult stretch was not weeks three to six, as predicted. Uh, Cowboys, Bears, Packers, Ravens, but weeks 11 to 14, when they had to face the Lions, the Cowboys, the Commanders, and the Eagles. Neither the Cowboys, who were 4-1, nor the Eagles, who were 5-0, stumbled out, out of the gate. Yet the Giants still made the playoffs, partly because of one thing that did not, that did come true. Daniel Jones exceeding relatively low expectations. You know, So look at in 2022 PFF Elo learned as the season went on as Elo systems are uh, designed by uh, designed to uh, to do 
by increasing a team's ELO score when it beats a team with a high, higher ELO score, etc. So although the Giants were ranked as having the easiest schedule before the season began, we can see that their schedule ranked somewhat closer to middle of the pack by season's end, as given by uh, position along the uh, x-axis. That being said, PFF agrees with everyone, everyone else, that the Giants have a tough road to home, uh, to home in 2023, you know, with the fifth hardest schedule, you know, in the league, behind only the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Chargers, and the Bills. Hence the expectation that the Giants are set up for a fall in 2023, which is what the upper uh, left quadrant of my diagram implies. You know, PFF's prediction for the Giants is 8.4 wins. The most the most difficult stretch to navigate, if you're going to ask me, I would say weeks three to eight uh, looks like quite the challenge at San Francisco, at home against the Seahawks, you know, at Miami, at Buffalo, at home against Washington, at home against the Jets. But the only likelihood is that the only likelihood is that these games will not play out the way we imagine. You know, Cynthia, uh, uh, Cynthia F- uh, Freeland has her own. She has her own model that uses projected 53-man rosters and conducts 100,000 simulations of each game that account for many contextualized data points that have been proven to correlate to wins and losses based on historical football games that were actually played. Personnel is the most important, but other key factors include play caller tendencies in game situations like others. Her model has a dim view of the Giants 2023 uh, prospects. You know, so so she uh, her win total she got her win total for the Giants is 7.9. You know, she put the Giants, she got the Giants. Her, uh, she, uh, she has the Giants making the playoffs at plus 140. She has the Giants winning the, winning the division at plus 75. You know, so basically these are just uh, bets from, uh, from, uh, from CBS Sports. You know, she also identifies that, that early season stretch as the most difficult part of the schedule. Freeland's accuracy in picking all NFL games was 63.6% in 2022, but her predicted 6.5 win total for the Giants was far off, as as was everyone else's, of course. And another thing I want to mention, believe in the coaching staff. You know, you'll notice one thing, you'll notice one thing about all the stretch of schedule and win prediction estimates that are out there. They're mostly about the players and most players' prior performance. That's understandable because even though we like to project our favorite players breaking out in the coming season, there's no way to actually predict that. You know, much uh, much less thought or none is given to the coaches. It's probably fair to say that most coach, uh, coaching staffs in the NFL are close to neutral. They not, you know, they, either add much nor subtract much from their team's performance they are caretakers and so they don't 
you know, so they don't much affect their team's chances of winning. But there are a few ex uh, exceptions. You know, on one end of the spectrum, intelligent football people such as Nathaniel Hackett and Cliff Kingsbury provided not proved not up to ta you know proved not up to task of head coaching at least at this point in their careers. Then you had Brian Dayball and his staff. Ask yourself this: Is there a single person who thinks that the Giants could have gone nine seven and one and won a playoff game if Joe Judge or Pat Shermer or Ben McAdoo had been given the same roster? PFF bri uh, briefly alludes to coaching in its assessment of the 2023 Giants, you know? You know, um, so here's what, here's another thing that I'm assuming that uh, Elo's trying to say. They, basically, they're saying the NFC East will be a difficult, uh, will be difficult this season. I'll give you that. The NFC, the NFC East is one of the best divisions in the NFC, in, in the entire NFC conference. But I'm also assuming that they're saying the Giants may have a chance with Dayball at the helm. You know, then I'm also assuming that they're saying a week 13 bye may give them some much needed rest and time to prepare to play the Eagles twice in three weeks. You know, so they said, so yeah, uh, they have they have the Giants. They think the Giants easiest game is going to be against the Cardinals and their hardest game is going to be against the Eagles. <coughs> Look at <clears throat> it's more. Here's what I would say it's more than just good coaching, though. There are a number of good coaches and staffs in the NFL, and the Giants will face some of them this season. There are some, you know, there's something I will say this, though. There, there's something different about Brian Dayball, though. That, you know, that was touched on in a recent. Uh, episode of the Athletic Football Show in response to a question about what exactly Brian Dayball and his staff did last year and either they can replicate it in 2023. You know, the hosts were uh, was Robert Mays and Nate Tice. You know, they made a key point about the Giants not running an innovative new offense. As, for example, Sean McVay did uh, with the Rams to create a scheme different from what opponents were used to seeing and then daring them to catch up to it. You know, you know, um, Mays and Tice, you know, hearing what they were saying, you know, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you guys what they said. So this is what they said. They said, um, they said asking if he can replicate something special. I think, I think is misrepresenting why they were good. I don't necessarily expect the Giants offense to look the same this year as it did last year. I hope it doesn't. They just looked at the players they had and they uh, had and said, "What is the best offense that we can run with these players?" The 2022 New York Giants offense looks nothing like the 2021 Kansas City Chiefs offense or the 2021 Buffalo Bills offense. That's why I'm so bullish on it because it's not about like replicating one schematic tweak here or there or one quirk that allows you, allows you to stay one step ahead of other teams. It's all core concepts. So what does that version of it look like? What, what, uh, what does that version of it look like this year? I think that being able to just, uh, to say, uh, not, this is, 
my system. No, this is my system. But these are my players. This is how best to utilize them. That is your, uh, that is uh, much more flexible. And you can kind of graft that onto different versions of whatever your team is moving forward. Those are the types of coaches I have the most faith in. You know, so, you know, Maze and Tice, it kind of, it, it's very obvious to say that they're optimistic about the Giants for that reason. It didn't take long for newcomer Darren Waller to notice the difference from one coaching staffs. You know, Darren Waller said uh, said last week that, he said last week that in uh, building a playbook pre uh, predicted on players, Giants coaches are seeking player input. You know, Darren Waller was saying they value our opinions here. As a player, I feel like, I feel like a lot of places I've gone, you've told, uh, you've told to do things a certain way and you do th uh, those things, but here they ask a lot of questions. They want to know what you're thinking. What do you, what do you like to do more? So to offer to sort of offer input is a really cool thing because coach and players, coaches and players have to, coaches and players have have got to be in partnership. We're all together. We shouldn't be clashing with each other. We're all going the same direction. You know, look it. Not look it. Even though I read all that. None of that means that the 2023 Giants can improve on their surprise 2022 performance despite what looks like a tough schedule. Injuries to key players, 50-50 plays that uh, go the wrong way, and a dozen other things can lead to a season playing out differently than what what you know than was than what people have envisioned. Look at Giant look at Giants fans, including myself. I feel like we need to look no further back than 2017. A surprise 2016 Giants team with a supposed offensive genius as head coach that got smoked in the playoffs, you know, collapsed in 2017 to 3-13. Vegas forecast for the 2017 Giants was 8.5 wins. And the experts, you know, and the experts surveyed for, uh, uh, you know, the experts surveyed uh, predicted a record anywhere from eight to eight to twelve and four. All I'm saying is this: perhaps more, than, but perhaps more than a perceived quali quality of opponents. The quality and flexibility of the coaches on the Giants' sideline is the best uh, predictor for the season ahead. Now look at. If you're gonna ask me, are the Giants more or less roster proof with Dave Ball and his staff at the helm? Look, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have pretty much been that way under Mike Tomlin, who has never had a losing season in his 16 years there. He, you know, Mike Tomlin, he's been to two Super Bowls and has won one. I think the question we should be asking ourselves would you sign up for that kind of career from Brian Dayball, Giants fans? And I will say yes. You know, I mean, there, I mean, there's been so many times where, I mean, like last season, Mike Tomlin, you know, the Steelers didn't have the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. 
but they didn't have a losing record. You know, I think it comes to show that Mike Tomlin, he is going to do everything in his power to get his team ready for the season. You know, and I I can see that from Brian Dayball. You know, he's very he's very tough on his players. He's not going to stop. And look at I, what I'm trying to say is this. I don't. I don't feel like I don't. I, I don't think us as true fans. I don't think we should be focusing on the difficulty of the schedule. I think we should be focusing. I think we should just be focusing on what we have and what coaches we have and what players we have. You know, and we just put it on the field. You know, like let's stop worrying about the schedule and let's worry about ourselves. You know, that's all I'm saying. You know. But we'll see what happens. But I hope you guys enjoyed what I, I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say about uh, this topic. Um, let me know how you guys, let me know how you guys feel about my uh, my let me know how you guys feel about my long opinion, and I'll get right back at you guys. Um, but yeah, guys, that's all I have for you guys so far. Uh, stay tuned though; I'll keep you guys updated for more news about the New York Giants. But until then, I am out. Peace.